ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. We continue going over We continue going over Al-Yajuj wa Majuj and that which will take place as relates to them as well as the mentioning of historical facts as relates to them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions al-yajuz wa majuz he mentions their qissa their historical facts as relates to them fi al-quran inside of the Qur'an. وَهِيَ مَعْرُوفَةً And this is well known. تُقْرَأْ فِي سُورَةِ الْكَهْفِ It is read inside of Surah Al-Kahf as it comes at the end of Surah Al-Kahf. The historical the historical account of them being trapped behind the wall. وقد أخبر الله سبحانه وتعالى أن ذا القرنين سار طرقا وسلك سهلا. And Allah سبحانه وتعالى He informed us that ذو القرنين He would travel throughout the lands. He would travel throughout the earth. حتى إذا بلغ بين سدين until he came to a path or till he became to these two mountains na'am wa huma jabalain fihima thagara two mountains that have between them a pass 
They have a mountain pass, an opening that is between them. And behind these two mountains, then there were yet Jews, were met Jews behind these two mountains. They used to come out. They will come out from this mountain path upon the people and they will cause a lot of corruptions. They will cause a lot of corruption. They will have a lot of chaos. And the ulama, they explain that the chaos and the rancor that they used to do, then it was various types. Some of the scholars of tafsir, they mention that what is meant by they will come out and they will make a lot of, of corruption amongst the people. They said that they, they used to come out and they used to eat the people. They were cannibals. That they would come out and they would eat the people. And some of the scholars of tafsir, they mention a they will come out and they will fight and kill the people. They will murder the people. And some of the scholars of tafsir, they, they, they said, that they used to take by force that which the people have. That they will come out and they will take it by force and they will yeah, they take and rob from the people. The ulama, they explain that when you hear the likes of these descriptions when it comes to the tafsir, where they said that it could be this, or it could be that, or it could be this. They said that in most of these cases, this ikhtilaf is ikhtilaf to nowhere. It's the ikhtilaf of various different aspects, but nonetheless that are all true. And they said because you will find that there is no, um, there is no problem in harmonizing between the two or between yani, that which is mentioned because they don't come to the exclusion of the other. So you find from this, when you reflect on it, that yeah, Jews and met Jews, when they would come out from this mountainous path, they used to take by force what the people had. They would take it by force what the people had. And also the ulama, they explained, فَيَأْكُلُونَ and they will eat all of the vegetation, the, the, the fresh and ripe vegetation, and the vegetation that had grown old and, and, and the like and dry, they will eat that too. They will eat up everything. They will eat up everything and they will take what the people had. So when we reflect upon this, Nam, that's, that's, that, that can exist with killing the people. They will also, fight against and they would kill the people. They would murder the people that they came in contact with. So individuals who are murdersome, then nah, they will also eat up whatever they found and they will take whatever the people had from possessions. So the two of these, they could coexist. And also, the first which was mentioned is that they used to eat the people. They would kill the people, then they will yeah, cannibalize the people. They would cannibalize their victims. Nah, so when one looks, they see that all of these Three things, yani, they can coexist. That they can cannibalize the people, kill the people, and take everything that the people have, and at the same time, yani, eat up all of the vegetation, whether it was fresh or whether it was old and dry, they will eat it all. Naam? And this is what they used to do. So when one understands 
Yani from this historical account that was they used to do. Then we understand yani, some of the the uh, the the ways and tendencies of these tribes, the ways and tendencies of and yet Jews or Majuj, so that when they come out in the end of time, then it could be expected from them the same type of things. It could be expected from them the same type of things. So this is what they used to do, and this is why they were such a, a nuisance, yani, and that's saying it like to the people that lived in their region. Now, uh, so Zul Karnayn. When he came, فَجَاءُوا فَوَجِدُوا بَيْنَ الْوَجِدَ مَنْ دُونِ الْجَبَلَيْنِ قَوْمًا So when he came, out مَنْ دُونِ الْجَبَلَيْنِ قَوْلًا قَوْمًا So when he came, he found, يعني, outside of these mountains, a people. He found a people. لَا يَكَادُونَ يَفْهَمُونَ قَوْلًا وَلَا يَكَادُونَ يُبَيِّنُونَ قَوْلًا That... He found the people that their language or that they were they they could hardly express themselves language wise. Now they can hardly understand language. They can hardly express language. Yani, uh, to 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 express themselves by way of language and verbally. Now, they 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 weren't eloquent in what they said and they didn't understand much. Of what was said to them, so they weren't eloquent in their speech, naam, and they could hardly understand what was said to them, what was spoken to them. In any event, so you could imagine the likes of these people. That these are people they have a problem communicating with others, naam. They have a problem expressing themselves, and they have a problem understanding what is said to them. However, the fitna of yet Jews and Jews was so great that despite those hurdles and despite those barriers. They went to Dhul Qarnayn, naam, and they asked him if he can build a hindrance between them and them. So they came to Dhul Qarnayn and they said, Ya Dhul Qarnayn, Ya Dhul Qarnayn, Inna al-Ya'juz wa ma'juz musiduna fil-ard. They said that verily, Ya'juz and ma'juz, then they are, yani, they spread corruption and rancor and chaos inside of the earth. They spread chaos inside of the earth. Naam, fahal. نُعْطِيكَ أُجُورَ يعني أُجْرَ مِنْ أَمْوَالِنَا عَلَى أَنْ تَجْعَلْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمْ حَاجِزًا They said, so would, would you allow us to, to give you some money, to give you a fee, so that you can build between us and between them a hindrance? Could you, can we give you a fee so that you build between us and you build between them uh, a hindrance? Naam. That prevents them from 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 reaching us. Naam. The Qarnayn he responded to this request because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala had blessed him tremendously and bestowed much favor upon him. So he said to them, he said to them that he, uh, due to his piety and due to his yani abstention, his wara, he mentioned unto them. That what my Lord has given me is better. Naam. That what my Lord has given me from uh, from mulk, from a kingdom, from money, from wealth, naam, from strength, is better than what you have to offer. Naam. Is better than that which you have to offer or that which you're offering me as a payment. Naam. So rather he told them, basically, he refused their payment and what they offered to give him. So he said to them, 
biquwa, meaning help me with 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 some strength, meaning give me umman, give me some skilled laborers, some umman, the wisana, some some skilled laborers. Now laborers who they know what they're doing. They they have skills in building and so on and so forth. Provide me with a workforce of skilled laborers. And this is what is meant, Yani This is what is meant by quwa that is mentioned inside of the ayah. We said, help me out with some with some quwa. Now meaning provide me a workforce of skilled laborers to help in the construction of this barrier. Uman, Ahlin Hirfa, skilled laborers. Now, Ejalabainakum. He said, I will give you a hindrance that is stronger, that which will come between you and between them, which is stronger than what you asked of me. Because they just asked for any type of hindrance to go. But he said, no, I will give you a run. I will give you a barrier. You ask for just a hindrance, I'm going to give you a barrier. I'm going to give you something that's even more fortified than that which you asked me for. The scholars of Tafsir They mentioned Because they asked for a said Just a hindrance between the two But he responded said I'll give you a rod I will give you a barrier Which is stronger than a said It's stronger than a said uh, So I'm going to give you a barrier That is actually stronger Than what your original request was for Something that's stronger. Atuni, a jiuni. Give me, yani biqadai hadid. Bring to me, yani pieces of iron. Bring to me massive piece of iron. Piece of iron. Naam. Fajahu biha. So they came with it. So they came with this massive piece of iron. Hatta ida sawa bain al Until it covered and it blocked off between the uh, the mountain path until it totally blocked it. It totally yani, made a barrier for it completely. Naam. And this piece of iron, huh, it reached, it not only covered the mountain uh, path from side to side, but it was also as tall as the the mountain itself so it reached and extended all the way up to the peak of the mountain now so one thing that you that that, you know, that a person takes away from this now is that this shows you that they had a level of skill and a level of technology that perhaps we don't fully understand now now I'm going to tell you something the modern man in their arrogance they believe that no one who has ever walked the earth has done it to the extent and as fine as we have done it. Now, but when you understand these historical accounts in that, it brings serious doubt to that arrogant premise that we are just the most advanced and the most savvy and the most knowledgeable yani, uh, 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 generation to ever walk upon the earth. But rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He informs us in the Qur'an when Allah ta'ala refuted the hypocrites, na'am, refuted the hypocrites, and is showing the hypocrites that, na'am, 
punishment could come to them. That now they can be destroyed. Just like those who came before them were destroyed. Because those who came before them, as Allah Ta'ala informs us in the Quran, يعني كالذين من قبلكم Like those who came before you, كانوا أشد منكم قوة That they were stronger than you. They had more strength. They had more resources than you have right now. And they got destroyed. So if they got destroyed and they were stronger than you, and they had, يعني وأكثر أموالا And they had more money than you. And they had more children or offspring than you. They got destroyed, so you can get destroyed. But when one reflects upon this and they realize, subhanAllah, those who came before, they were stronger and they were had more wealth, more resources, and yani, more lineage and so on and so forth, then it brings into serious question the premise of these arrogant ones, these modern individuals who want to believe that, no, there has never been anyone upon the earth that's more technologically savvy, has more knowledge, and yani, so on and so forth than us. Now, when one just looks at some of the, and this is just Ali Alasabini Mithal, this is just an example, some food for thought, but when one looks at, for example, some of the things that were built in ancient times, some of the things that were built in ancient times, they're still here. <laughs> right? They're still here. Thousands and thousands of years later, they're still here. Granted, some of them were covered up by sand and, you know, had to be excavated and the like, but they're here. Huh? And, then, and then many of them, yeah, they just stood there all that time. So this is a, a sign for us to humble ourselves and to reflect that just as this great civilization or these great civilizations that have built these things and have accomplished what they have accomplished, they're gone. Now, they're gone. So just as they were wiped out, we can be wiped out. Just as, yani, when they disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the punishment came unto them, then likewise, if we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the punishment will come to us. Now, and when one reflects and they, and they compare the, uh, what they had from buildings and structures and so on and so forth and compare that to what we have from building and structures, then we know that what we build with now, it won't last that long. Now, it won't last that long. Yet, what they built with, lasted. So this gives you something to reflect on. That perhaps, we're not the, yani, the best that have ever done it. <laughs> perhaps we're not the most skilled that have ever done it. Huh? But when one reflects upon this, then they will see this is a great task. A piece of metal, a piece of iron, and, yani, for those who know what it takes to forge such a, such a piece of, 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 of iron, that's some, some serious, Yani technological savvy And likewise Dhul Qarnayn He understood that they had the ability to do it So he said give me skilled laborers Now You want this built I can build it Keep your money But provide me with a workforce Of skilled laborers So we can get this job taken care of Now So Just that within itself Shows that he understood That they had The technology needed To complete the task at hand Now And that's just some food for thought that's just some something to think about. Now, but so it covered from side to side, it totally covered the the, the mountain pass pass. And it was as high as the mountain peaks. It was as high as the peaks of the mountain. So this is Yani a tremendous, a tremendous uh, barrier. This is a tremendous barrier. But not just that, Yani uh, the Ulema they mentioned that after this was done, yani, that what is meant by unfiqhu, yani unfiqhu, 
that يعني, to blow on it that put fire upon it put fire upon this piece of metal because it it, 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 it was and does anyone know about يعني, doing things like of this nature with metal once you put it, the raw metal into place now you have to mold it and shape it and retrofit it to whatever it is you're placing it around you're not just going to take a piece of metal and just put it that's it but then you retrofit it so, so to that which is around which will require that you it would uh, يعني, a smoldering process that makes sense man right like, so he said, then pour upon it, yani fire, blow fire upon it. Until the piece of iron itself became fire, meaning that it became molten. Until the piece of iron itself became molten. And some of the ulama, they, they, they speak about yani perhaps some of the compounds that were involved in this process and that are part of this barrier. So some of the ulama, they said, that it was said, yani yani a'tuni, uh, 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 some of the ulama said, and okay, it would admit, bring me some, some copper. And some of the mufassirin, they say, they said, yeah, and give me some lead. They said, uh, what was meant was, and bring me more molten iron to be poured over it. So some of the ulama they said that what was poured over it once it once it became molten and it, it was uh, and the like then it was copper that was poured over it. Others from the ulama said no, it was lead that was poured over it. Others from the ulama said no, it was actually molten iron that was poured over it to uh, finally fix it into place and so on and so forth. Uh, and Allah Ala wa alam which one it, it was, but it is clear that it was uh, extremely efficient. As it has trapped them until this day right now. Now, so, so they put upon it and it, and it, and it, and it was fixed in its place. And so they didn't have the ability yet, Jews and Mat Jews, because of the manner and the way in which it was built and so on and so forth. They didn't have the ability to scale it. They didn't have the ability to climb over it. Now, some of the ulama they mention also it could be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not allow that idea to come to them. Did not allow the idea of perhaps scaling it to come to them. Now, and this is what is understood by they didn't have the ability to scale it. Now, either because they never the idea was prevented to coming to them to try to climb over it, or because they were incapable of doing it, yani due to the manner in which the structure was built. Wallahu a'la wa a'lam. And they didn't have the ability to barrel through it. They didn't have the ability to put a hole in it and to pass through it. Naam. And this is a rahma. And this is why Dhul Qarnain, once it was done, he told them, This is a mercy from my Lord. This is a mercy from my Lord that they can't scale it and they can't, they can't barrel through it. Naam. This is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we know, as we ta- have taken, that's coming authentic hadith, that they try to, to dig through it every day. 
They try to dig through it until the end of the day and until they can they dig through it each day enough where they can see the rays of the sun coming through. And then and then uh, the one in charge of them, he says, okay, stop. We'll come back tomorrow and complete it. And then when they come back, Allah Ta'ala, he puts the wall back stronger than it was from before. And then they got to start all over again. And this, and this perpetually has been going on since they were trapped there. But all of this is what? This is a mercy from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This is a mercy from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. A mercy from Allah, yani bi, will be ahlil arudu. This is, he meant that this is a mercy from Allah, from my Lord, for me and for the people of the earth. This is a mercy on all of us that they're trapped here and they can't get out. Now, and then he mentioned, as Allah Ta'ala, he, uh, Allah Ta'ala, he tells us inside the Quran, فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ رَبِّي And, but when the promise of my Lord comes, when the promise of my Lord comes, نعم, جَعَلَهُ That when the promise of my Lord comes, then it will be made دَكَّا So what is meant by that? نعم, some of the ulama, they mentioned that what is meant by دَكَّا uh, it means that it will uh, be brought down to ground level. That it will crumble and be brought down to ground level. And they'll just walk over it. Right? While others from Mufassirun, they mention, That they will put in it, or that it will be made in it a path, an opening. It will be an opening that will be made uh, inside of it. And Shaykh Sulaiman al-Ruhayni, uh, he mentions, This is more correct, that there will be a pathway that will be made yani, in it, meaning, so even when they finally get through it, they won't it won't be destroyed altogether. But there will be a pathway, and then they'll be able to exit from that pathway when the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when it comes to pass. Naam. فقد مر يعني معنا أن يجوز ماجوز يحفنون السد كل يوم نعم and as we have taken us and as we have already went over the fact that they dig at it every day they dig at it every day نعم so they have been constantly digging at it and in the end of times when it is decreed for them to come out, the head of the of that digging party, he will say, "We'll come back tomorrow, inshallah." Naam, that will come back tomorrow, inshallah. And then when they come back the next day, it will be exactly as they left it, and then they will finish, yani uh, breaking through it, and they will break through, and they will come out to, uh, yani wreak havoc. Upon, upon the upon the human beings. Naam. Imam al Nawawi, rahimahullah Taala, he mentions in the explanation of Muslim some notes on 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 the hadith that comes in Sahih Muslim that speaks about when yet Jews and Majus will be when they will break out when they will break out and come upon mankind, and this will be during the time of Isa. Ibn Maryam alayhi salatu wassalam Imam al-Nawi is a long hadith we take just a portion of it Naam. Imam al-Nawi he mentions that 
as it comes in a hadith that after Isa, alayhi salatu wassalam, after he kills the Dajjal, after he kills the Dajjal, thumma yati Isa ibn Maryam, as it comes in a hadith, the Prophet sallallahu he said, thumma yati Isa ibn Maryam, qawman qad asamahum Allah minhu, that there will be a people that Isa will come upon, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he had protected them from the Dajjal. So there will be a people who they were protected from the fitna of the Dajjal. And then Isa, he will come upon these people. Naam. فَيَمْسَحُ عَنْ وُجُوهِهِمْ And he will wipe their faces. وَيُحَدِّثُهُمْ بِدَرْجَاتِهِمْ فِي الْجَنَّةِ And he will speak to them about their levels in heaven. Naam. And where they will be in heaven. فَبَيْنَمَا هُوَ كَذَلِكَ And in the process of doing this, why he's interacting with these people, and at this time, يعني إذ أوحى الله إلى العيسى and to Allah he will reveal to عيسى إني قد أخرجت عبادا لي لا يداني لأحد بقتالهم then Allah Taala will reveal to عيسى that verily I have set I have set loose some slaves of mine that no one has the ability to fight them. No one has the ability to fight them, meaning to beat them. Nobody, no, no other person on earth has the ability to fight them. Naam. You're not going to de- de- defeat them militarily. Naam. Meaning, so what is understood is what? So don't try to engage them. That nobody will be able to fight them. So therefore, do not try to engage them. Don't try to fight them. Don't try to meet them on the battlefield. Naam. فَهَرِّزْ عِبَادِي إِنَ الطُورِ So take my slaves to طُور. Take my slaves to طُور. To, 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 uh, to, 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 to the mountain طُور. And yani, inside of a citadel, for lack of a better term, inside of a fortress. Now take take my slaves there. Yani, take my slaves there so that they can escape and be free from the fitna of Yajus and Medjus. Now so that they won't be killed and eradicated by them. So then Allah wants the Muslims, once Isa والسلام, and the Muslims are in the fortress at, on, يعني, uh, above this mountain, then Yajus and Majus, they will be set, they will be set out. They will come down from every path, every path from every way. They will descend and they will come and they will, they will sweep over. The lands, naam. فَيَمُرُّ أَوَائِلُهُمْ عَلَى بُحَيْرَةِ بَبَرِيَّةِ So the first of them, the, yani the massive, massive legion of them, the first of them will come to the the uh, the lake Tabariya. Uh, they will come to the Tabariya lake and they will start to drink from it. So the first of them, they will come to it and they will start to drink from it. Naam. فَيَشْرَبُونَ مَا فِيهَا and they will drink what is in it. 
And like this, they'll drink and then, you know, those behind them is excessively, as they're moving through, they're drinking, they're drinking, they're drinking, they're, they're drinking from it. Yeah, Jews and my Jews. فَيَمُرُّوا آخِرُهُمْ فَيَقُولُونَ لَقَدَ كَانَ بِهَذِهِ مَرَّةً مَعَهِ So by the time the last of the army gets there, or the last of the force of the legion gets there, they will say, it's as if there used to be water here. It's like it used to be, it seemed like it used to be water here. There used to be a body of water. And that's the indication to show you how many of them there are. That's the indication to show you how massive amount uh, they are in number. Now, وَفِي الْرِوَايَةِ عِنْدَ تِرْمَذِينَ And inside of a narration, as it comes inside of a تِرْمَذِينَ uh, uh, Or, excuse me, before that it says, وَيُحْصَرُوا وَيُحْصَرُوا Now, and they will be uh, uh, inside of the citadel, and, and inside of a narration, inside of a تِرْمَذِينَ It says, وَيُحَاصِرُوا Now, نَبِيُّ اللَّهِ عِيسَى وَأَصْحَابُهُ that one narration it says that they will be uh, what do you call it? That they will be under attack, or they will be is a word, and the words escape me right now. They will be besieged. They will be besieged. They will be there, and then they won't be able to get in. And they, but the Muslims will not be able to to get out now. So they will be besieged. And then another narration it says that uh, Isa. Nabiullah Isa and his companions, they will take shelter in this, in this fortress or in this structure. They will take shelter there, but they will be besieged in this, in this shelter. So, to, to the point where, again, when, 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 when people are besieged, their, whatever resources they have, that's the only resources they have. They have no other resources. So there's no supply chain. So there's no new supply coming in. There's no new food coming in. There's no new, uh, 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 vegetation or, or vegetables coming in or anything like this. So whatever you had when you closed that gate, that's what you have. But they will be besieged there so much so and to such an point and for such an extent uh, that as the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, "Hatta yakuna ratsu thawr li ahadihim khayran min mi'ati dinarin li ahadikum yawm." He says so much so until the head, the head of a bull will be more valuable to one of them than a, a hundred dinar is to one of you today. Now a hundred dinar to the, uh, to the Sahaba, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of wealth. Now, that was a lot of wealth. That was a substantial amount of wealth to have a hundred dinar. And the Prophet Sallallahu is explaining that the food, it will be so scarce during this time and during this besiegement, it will be so scarce that money, in essence, will lose its value. And just the head of a, of, of, of a bull will have more value than a hundred dinar. Now, and we all know, well maybe not all of us, but many of us know, how much meat is on the head of any particular animal. Now, there's some meat that's there, but it's not like, you know, prime real estate as far as meat goes for an animal. Now, but this is to the extent in how scarce the food it will be. This is to the extent, and this is how scarce the food it will be. So at this time, and mind you now, <coughs> the food is running out. They're still being besieged by, yeah, Jews and Jews. They're still there. They're still trying to get in. Now, 
So at this point, فَيَرْغَبُ نَبِيُّ اللَّهِ عِيسَى وَأَصْحَابُهُ So at this point, Isa والسلام, and his companions, the Muslims, at that time, they will make dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will make dua. They will make dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to free them from Ya'juz and Ma'juz. Naam. To alleviate them from Ya'juz and Ma'juz. And Yad'u Isa wa Yad'u man ma'a. So they will make dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate them from this fitna of Ya'juz and Ma'juz. فَيُرْسِلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِمْ النظف. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He will send upon them النظف. And النظف it's uh, it's a dude. Naam. It's like a it's like a a, uh, a worm. The best I could give you some understanding of what it is or as a description, but it's 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 similar to a to a boat fly maggot. It's similar to a boat fly maggot. Naam. The ulama they explain that what this nerf, what this is, is yani dude yakunu fi. Uh, 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 is this yeah, like a butterfly, this type of maggot, yeah, parasite or whatever, that yeah, the animals, they get it inside of their noses and also inside of their, their necks and it wreaks havoc upon them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will send upon them, فَيُرْسَلُ اللَّهِ he will send this nerf and it would yeah, to their necks. And, and uh, this 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 worm like creature, it will be sent to their necks, or this maggot like creature will be sent in their necks. Naam Fayusbihuna Farsa. So by time morning comes, they will be Farsa a Mauta, they'll be dead. They will have died. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said they would die like the death of one soul. Naam, they would die like the death of one soul. Thumma yahbibu Nabiullah Isa alayhi salatu wa salam wa ashabuhu in al ardi fala yajiduna fil ardi mawdi'a shibrin illa mala'ahu zahamuhum wa nat they will come down from the mountain and they will not find even a hand span in the earth except that it will be present there, their rotten bodies and the nasty smell that comes from off of them. There will not be a hand span in the earth except that you will smell the awful smell that's coming off of their of their corpses. So at this point, uh, and, and due to the, the, the massive amount and so on and so forth, yeah, the Muslims wouldn't be able to do anything with this as far as removing them. So at this point, Isa and his companions, they will make dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَيُرْسِلُ 
So Allah Ta'ala, He will send birds that have the necks like the Bukht camel. And the Bukht is a camel that has a long neck. Is a camel that from its characteristics, it has a long neck. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will send these, these birds that have these long necks. And these birds will come and pick up the bodies. They will come and pick up the bodies. And they will يعني, throw them and disperse them. Wherever Allah wills. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will send the rains. And as we heard from the telling of the Shaykh, uh, Shaykh Usama al-Utaybi, that this will be after a period of drought where it wasn't raining. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will send the rains. And they will not last any type of house that was made of hardened clay or any type of house, any type of hut that was made from hair or what do you call it, a straw or, 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 or what have you, except that it will be knocked down. This is how torrential the rains will be, that it will knock down all of these structures. Naam. And then, and thus the, the earth, it will be cleaned. Thus the earth, <coughs> it will be cleaned. There also comes a hadith in, in, inside of the Sunan of Imam Ibn Majah with the authentic chain from, uh, yani, graded authentic by Imam Al Albani, that once, yani, jaa anna, annahum, andan moti yajuz and majuz, that when the people of yajuz and majuz, that when yajuz and majuz, when they die, the Prophet he said, فَيَمُوتُونَ مَوْتَ jurad." So they will die the death of the locusts. They will die the death of a locust. Now, for those who know when the locusts, when they die, it's like they yani, they fall on top of each other. right? So when they die, they die at once and they fall all on top of, of, of each other. And likewise, this is how yeah, Jews and Matt Jews, when, when, when they die, then this is how they're going to fall down. Uh, like all on top of one another. That some of them, they be falling on top of the other from amongst them. Naam. فَيُصْبِحُ الْمُسْلِمُونَ لَا يَسْمَعُونَ لَهُمْ So when they die, and they all fell on top of each other, mind you now, the Muslims, they were, they were you know, basically trapped inside of their fortress. They were besieged. They were trapped inside of their fortress. So you can imagine, while being trapped inside of the fortress, they, on the outside of the fortress, they'll be doing whatever it is that they'll be doing. So they'll be making a lot of noise between the yani, uh, uh, speaking and, you know, whatever the case is. So you'll hear their noise for them ruffling about and moving about. But once they die like this, the Muslims in the, in, in the fortress, they won't hear any sounds from them. They won't hear from them a peep, not a sound at all. They hear no noise from them. No noise coming from their camps. And mind you now, you hear no noise coming from them, but you're scared. You're scared of these people. You understand? So, in other words, uh, give you an example. Give me an example. If a dog was chasing you, right? 
and you you ran behind the gate, but it was a type of gate where you couldn't see over it or whatever the case is, right? But a dog is chasing you. You ran behind the gate and you hear the dog barking. You're scared, but you're not that scared because you know the dog can't get through the gate and you know where the dog is at because you can hear it. That makes sense? You know where the dog is at because you can hear it. So you know, okay, he's still over there a little bit. But now what, what will happen if the dog stopped barking? Your fear will intensify because now you're like, okay, now you're going to start looking around. Did, is there another way to get in here? Did the dog figure something out? So he stopped barking because he found a way in. So now you're going to start checking the perimeter make sure there's no cracks. There's no, you know, there's no, no other door you didn't realize that was still open. So now your fear intensifies, right? So likewise, they, they were, they, you know, they were terrified of Yadjus and Madjus. But when you hear their noise, you know, okay, they still over there. So now once they died, and it, and it goes quiet. Now the fear intensifies. Oh, what's happening? They're quiet. That's a bad sign. What they up to, right? It's like it's like anyone who has small children. As long as they making noise, you're okay. It's when everyone is quiet. Okay, now you got to get up and walk around the house and say, oh, what's going on? Because if they're quiet, that usually means they're up to no good, right? Like, they have. So at this point, they were they they won't hear from them anything. Now. So for your quran they will say yani man rajulun yashri nafsahu yanzuru ma fa'alu so they will say listen who wants to you know who's going to be brave enough who who what what man will buy himself meaning what man will be brave enough to risk losing his life to go to see what are they up to who is going to be brave enough to go out on this mission this reconnaissance mission Risking their lives, right? Um, to see what are they up to. Now, meaning who from amongst you is going to sell his soul to Allah? Who from amongst you is going to trade his soul now for Allah's reward and go and see what they're doing? Go see what they're up to. So a man from the believers, he's going to take it upon himself. He's going to take up that mission. Now, so a man from amongst them, he's going to go down. وَقَدْ وَطَّنَ نَفْسَهُ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَقْتُلُوهُ But he's going to have the resolve. He's already going to يعني, uh, 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 acknowledge the fact that more than likely, they're going to kill me. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. They're going to catch me. They're going to kill me. So he is already surrendered to the fact that he's probably going to die. So he's expecting to be captured and killed. Right? But nonetheless... He's going now to do this reconnaissance to see what are they up to, what's going on. Now, for Yajidahum Mota. But then when he goes down, to his surprise, he finds they're all dead. Right? To his surprise, he finds they're all dead. So then he so then he yells back, Allah give you glad tidings, give you glad tidings, cheerfully. But Allah has destroyed your enemy. Allah has destroyed your enemy. Now, for Yahrijuna, so then the, the believers they will come out at that point. You know, they're happy. This man is happy because he, you know, he surrendered, he's gonna die. He already gave it up. Okay, they probably gonna catch me, kill me. But now he finds actually they're dead. So, so you can imagine the, the yani, how happy. Could you imagine that how happy? Uh, so he so once once he yells to everyone and, 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 and lets them know they're dead, they're gonna come down. So when they come down, they're 
they're, they're going to let their animals out. The animals that used to graze upon the, uh, a land. Remember, they've been, you know, they've been trapped too. So they have, not, they have, they, they haven't had much to eat, just like the humans haven't had much to eat. So they're going to let their animals go to finally go eat, drink, you know, so on and so forth. But due to the, the massive number, and I want you now to, to, to imagine this, due to the massive number, and also due to the nature of these individuals, remember they when they go through an area, they eat everything. So they eat the the, the fresh vegetables, they eat the, the old vegetables, they eat what the, you know the fresh stuff, the, the dry you know uh, 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 rotten stuff. They eat everything, right? They eat everything, drink up everything, eat up everything. Okay. So by the time the Muslims come out, there's nothing left. There's nothing left for the animals to graze upon. There's nothing left for the animals to graze upon. It left. Except for yani, except for their the flesh of the Jews and Majus. So the animals will have nothing to eat, but they will be so they will be so yani, ravaged from hunger that they will eat upon them. That they will eat upon them uh like they ate upon yani, uh what do you call uh, like uh, the best of vegetation. So they will eat upon them and eat upon them and gorge themselves until the animals themselves will become fat. They'll get fattened off of it, right? They'll get fattened off of uh, off of yani, uh, what they eating from 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 these individuals. Now, so this gives you an understanding too of how many of them there are. This is a massive force. This is a massive amount of people, right? Um, but to give you another indication, there are a people that were massive in number, and they were people that had a great arsenal of weaponry they had a great arsenal of weaponry now which given their number given how ferocious they are and then now given the amount of their arsenal we understand better why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or perhaps we understand better why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell Isa and the Muslims go to the fortress don't try to fight them don't, don't try to fight them Right, but how much weapons they had? Then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said that that the Muslims will come down, right? They will come down, and the Muslims they will be pretty much dealing with and trading and yeah, you know, it's pretty much picking up and uh, cleaning up and excavating or whatever from the bows and from the arrows and from the shields of Jews and Jews seven for seven years they be cleaning up after them. Seven years cleaning up after them. But cleaning up what? Their arsenal of weapons. Could you imagine how much weapons that is? That for seven years, you picking up their weapons, you getting and excavating and cleaning up their weapons for seven years. So this gives you indication of, subhanAllah, how tremendous this force is. It gives you an indication how, subhanAllah, how deadly of a force this is and how great of a fitna this is. Now, and this particular hadith uh, that speaks about picking up and cleaning up of their of their weapons, it comes in the uh, the Sunan of Imam Ibn Majah, and it was graded authentic by Imam Al Albani. Now, was graded authentic by Imam Al Albani. Ala kulli when we understand. The likes of these things that are going to take place, and it is important that we strive to learn about them with sound knowledge. 
because the effects that they have upon our iman or the effects that they have upon our deen, then they are tremendous. Because these all are signs and things in which give us alert to get ourselves ready and to prepare ourselves for meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to rectify ourselves and to yani, uh, fix what needs to be fixed from our adherence to the deen of al-Islam to increase on what we could increase upon from righteousness to decrease on what we need to decrease, uh, decrease upon from sins and transgressions and to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to focus in on and to readjust our perspectives so that we look at that which is important because living in this world day in and day out in this rat race is easy to lose focus it's easy to lose focus and to lose sight of the greater goal it's very easy to lose focus and to lose sight of the greater goal and it is important as a believer that we never take our eyes off of the greater goal and the greater goal is the ultimate goal and that is meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's pleased with you that is going to the jannah that is escaping the fire this is the this is the only thing really this is the only thing really that is important all these other things that are important they are circumstantially and temporarily important naam they're circumstantially and temporarily important. Naam? So for example, individual paying their rent. That's important, right? It's important. But circumstantially, it's important circumstantially for you. For you to pay your rent. Circumstantially. But also what? Temporarily. It's only temporarily important. It's not really important. But it's important. For when? For right now. And for you. For right now. It's important. But in the grand scheme of things, as they say, is it really that important? So when you come on a day of judgment, when you come on a day of judgment, is your main concern going to be, well, I, 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 didn't, I didn't pay my rent. It was a few months. I was late in paying my rent. Daddy, you going to worry about that on the day of judgment? No, no. Huh? Whether you had a T-bone steak or you had peanut butter and jelly. When you, yeah, which one is, is it really that important? Now you come on a day of judgment. And you, are you going to be worried about that you ate, I don't know, a million peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in your life or not? No. Yeah, I could care about that. What's going to be your main concern? Going to judgment. Not going to the hellfire. Escaping the hellfire. Going to the Jannah. That's your main concern. Now, for the person that's in Jannah, and you look back on your life, all the pains, all the aches, all the heartaches, all the, yeah, I mean, whatever the case is, that happened to you in your lifetime, does it have any bearing on you? You going to have yeah, P- PTSD over that? No, who cares? Whatever, who cares? I was the poorest man ever from the, from the human beings. I don't care. If you if you in Jannah, you don't care, now. But if you was the richest man ever to walk the earth, but you was in a hellfire, what your riches and what your time on earth mean for you? Nothing. Nothing. You begging for a drink of water, you ain't getting no water. You begging to get out, you ain't getting out. You begging to sit back to the dunya, you ain't getting sent back to the dunya. You begging that the punishment be light, and no, the punishment is going to be made worse for you. So now, what all your money? What what that help you? Nothing. Nothing. So when you look at things from this greater from this greater perspective, yani, it really changes your worldview. Now think about this. You'll be able to reevaluate people's value in your life based upon your greater goal. Now, so let's let's do this for example. You a young man, you want to get married. Now, 
So now, what's more important for you in the long run? What's more important for you? Yani, dealing with the ultimate and the greater goal is what? Marrying someone who is righteous. So however pretty and beautiful and whatever it is and charismatic that girl may be, if she's a girl that is yani, despicable in her character, she is a calf and she don't believe correctly and so on and so forth, she's she not helping you get to the agenda, huh? then what? how much value does she really have? None. She has no value. At all. She's worthless. She's worthless. She has means nothing. Why? Because ultimately, she's going to destroy you. She's going to hurt you. Right? So she has no value. But that person that helps you go to the Jannah, that meaning that person that helps you remember Allah, that helps you and prevents you, yani that helps you stay away from evil by warning you and preventing you from doing the evil. That one that loves you enough to say, fear Allah, that's haram, don't do this. No, this is wrong, this is this will anger Allah, stop, fear Allah. Now, that person is the person that has value to you. That person that reminds you, read some Quran, you read the Quran today? That person that reminds you, let's study, let's read to the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That person that reminds you, listen, you should pray some sunnahs. That person that wakes you up in the nighttime to pray qiyamul layl. That's the person that has value to you. That person that tells you, no, 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 stay away from bid'ah and the people of innovation. That person has value to you. That person that helps you be a better Muslim. That person has value to you. Because all of these things lend to the accomplishment, bidnilahi ta'ala, of the greater goal. And that's going to the Jannah. Now, anybody that's not doing that, in essence and in reality, they have no value to you. They're worthless to you. Worthless. I don't care how much money they got. I don't care how fine they are. I don't care what kind of car they drive. I don't care whatever. They're worthless to you. If you're not going to help me go to gender, then what I need you for? Right? This is the reality. And, 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 but, but, but the wise man is the one who realizes it sooner than later. How many, how many brothers marry people just because of their beauty, just because of whatever, and yani, it's just a headache, and it's just they fighting, they fighting in the house with a Muslim wife about practicing the religion. They're now they regretting it. But when they look back, you know, they say hindsight. When they look back in hindsight, they realize I'm not really surprised. She is who I thought she was, but I was blinded because of her beauty. I was blinded because of whatever else. It blinded me. But I saw these stuff before, though. But I just overlooked them because I figured, you know. I'm going to change her. She wanted, you know what I mean? And likewise for the sisters. To end up regretting. To end up regretting. So we have to look at things through this, these, yani, this aspect. We have to look at things from this perspective. Things that are ultimately going to help us in the hereafter. Not things that will give you a temporary victory that will lead to yani, eternal loss. No. Things that will help you Yani in the ultimate in the ultimate victory and that is meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's pleased with you. That's it. If you meet Allah and He's pleased with you, khalas. That's the only thing that's important. That's it. You see? And this is what reflection upon the likes of these things help us to do is to get ourselves back into focus, to refocus, to get ourselves back in the right mindset to prepare to get ready because when you realize that the earth is about to end because you see those signs that are the signs that come 
prior to the ending of the earth, then it, you have to get ready because you know time is running out. And when you reflect upon time running out and how the earth is meaning its end, and you think about that, you realize that time yani, is not specific just to the earth and the earth meaning its end, but also your uh, uh, time clock, of lack of a better term, also your clock is what is winding down. Also, your time is coming to an end. Also, your time upon this earth is about to meet its end. And when that happens, khalas, that's it. So it reminds you to refocus, to come with more energy um, and the like, to get better upon your religion now, not later, because everything is coming to an end and drawing to a close. Now, and this is what I want everyone to take away from these lectures, uh, not just the information that comes therein. Now, I want you to take that. Take the information that comes therein, the, the correct aqeed. You gotta take that. Now, you have to take that, and that's, and that's a concern, and that's extremely important. But, it doesn't end with you, it doesn't end just with you taking it. Now, because now that you've taken it in, now that, the, the, that, that, that uh, you've taken in that authentic knowledge, now what you wanna do with it? Because knowledge without action is like a tree without fruit. Now, so now what you're going to do with it? Now you got to act upon it. You got to, that, that, that knowledge now has to move you to excellence. So in addition, so in addition to taking in and taking good notes and getting the knowledge, then you, you, you have to put forth just as much or more energy in what? In implementing that knowledge and acting upon that knowledge. And acting, and acting, and and bringing forth actions that are appropriate for a person who has that knowledge. Now, as you have to bring forth actions that are appropriate for a person that has that knowledge, and to really benefit from that knowledge, and that is, uh, you know, something vital that I want everyone to take away from this is to let's get ready, let's get ready for uh, the end of the world, because regardless, the end of our world is coming soon, because death is close. بإذن الله تعالى نكتفي بهذا القدر والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا